Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 91. We are here in my living room on the Upper East Side. How you doing? Fact of the day, Jordan Amons, besides the fact of who eats those things. You know Jordan Amons, I maybe I need to clarify this for all the non-Italians listening. Jordan Amons, a candy-coated almond, one bite and you break your tooth. One bite and you got a $10,000 bill at the dentist, okay? But Jordan Amons, fact of the day, the Italian people, we give them out at weddings. We put them in a little pouch, five almonds, and we wrap them in tulle, usually tulle, um, and, and we tie it with a ribbon, and we put it on uh, the, the table, usually as a little wedding favor or token, and I didn't know this. I gave them out at my wedding. I didn't know this. Each almond represents uh, something for your life, your new married life, and it's happiness, health, wealth, fertility, and a long life. Did you know that? That's the fact of the day. I had no idea. I had no, you know, isn't that funny how we do traditions, but sometimes we don't question them? I mean, I don't want to get into a whole thing because, you know, lots of people just do things that they grew up with or their parents, you know, taught them or their parents instilled beliefs and they don't question them. And I'm one of those people with the Jordan almonds. Who, who the hell knew? Um, but apparently also that I read about Jordan almonds is, uh, th- that cause you know, it's like, why, why candy coated almonds? Like they're disgusting. I don't know who eats them. I, and I apologize if you eat them. Uh, but they're, they're, apparently we do Jordan almonds as opposed to a regular almond because Jordan almonds are bitter and sweet. So that's supposed to represent the duality of married life and, and, uh, and represent the hope that with the sugar coating, the couple is going to have a, a life that's more sweet than bitter. And the egg shape of the almond is supposed to represent fertility. I feel like when I read that, I, my mind was blown. I don't know if your mind is blown right now. All I know, okay, was, uh, and how this whole thing came about, is I was on stage and I was just you know, at a mic, and I was just sort of riffing about weddings, Italian weddings, and one of the things I was talking about was Jordan Almonds, and uh, and then, you know, any good comic or any aspiring good comic is going to research their jokes, or because you don't want to just go up and make up shit to, to people. I mean, that would be terrible, right? So um, when I got home, you know, one of the days, and I was thinking about the bit that I was just talking about, just 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 the, the all the wedding things, ridiculous wedding things we do, I started decided to look up Jordan Almonds, and, and that's how I came about this. And I did this. I gave out Jordan Almonds, five little almonds, in a, not in a tool piece of fabric. I, I, I had them in a little small uh, candy box, like a little, you know, I had them made, and it said, you know, Tanti Grazzi, uh, Love Elise and Paul, which is my ex's last, uh, my ex's name. And, uh, which these days I'm calling him Paulie the Tooth, but that's besides the point. And, uh, <laughs> Yes, he's British. But I did the little almonds in the box. And I did them because my grandmother was like, you got to give out the Jordan almonds. All right. So I gave the and And that's that. I actually don't think I gave any other favor. I didn't get married too long ago. You know, uh, I'm married and divorced. Da-da-da. But I, I got married maybe uh, 11 years ago now. And that was just the favor. Like, you know, when I got married, it sounds crazy. This sounds silly and ancient. When I got married, Instagram wasn't around. 
Pinterest wasn't around. Uh, you know, we had Facebook. I, I literally feel like a grandmother, by the way, saying this. But that stuff wasn't around. So I was I didn't see all the little things that people give out at weddings. You know, so I did whatever my grandmother, my mom was like, and they and basically for a favor, um, we did this Jordan almonds in the little box. But now, you know, I go on Pinterest or whatever, and I see the most amazing wedding favors. People are giving out, you know, boxes of truffles and cake knives and all this fabulous stuff. And I remember the the, the store, the one-stop shop where they sold the wedding dresses and they, they had favors there that, you know, you could order from a catalog. But I was like, I'm not going to give out like a $10 per piece butter knife, you know, like who's doing that? But, but I, you know, they do. And now, well, well maybe I should have given out something else. But anyway, I learned that and I wanted to share it with you. Um, when I go to my grandmother's house, she has Jordan almonds just lying around. And I don't know if she just collects them from weddings or if she generally likes them, but I, I don't know who actually eats them. We don't eat them. You know, if you're Italian and you're listening to this, you don't get to the wedding, get through the whole meal. See the Jordan almonds on the table and are like, oh, delicious. Can't wait to take a bite of that. Never, never. Anyway, we're going to get to our TV talk but uh, in a bit. But one of the shows that I started watching was Pam and Tommy on Hulu, which is really good. And uh, Lily Allen is playing uh, Pam Anderson. It's dirty. It's a little dirty, though, so you can't watch it in front of your kids. But uh, Pam Anderson, you know, uh, Lily Allen in the show, she has the bangs, the Pam Anderson bangs. And I, I was watching the show, I'm like on episode two, and I was like, I want bangs. Like, I, I go through these phases. If gr My girlfriend, Denise, if she's listening, she'll know. I go through these phases, like, every three years, I, I have to have bangs. It's ridiculous. Like, I had, I got bangs when I was pregnant with my second daughter. And I don't know, like, there's nothing, it's cute, like, a pregnant, a big pregnant lady, jolly and giant with bangs, you know, looking like with her little baby face. I mean, it's cute. But, like, th on the flip side, there's also nothing more disgusting than somebody sweating and dry heaving and 50 pounds over their normal weight with bangs sweating on their forehead. You know, like, I, I don't know. I do the bang thing, and then I automatically regret it. So I was talking to Denise and I'm like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, I, I I love bangs. And she, you know, of course she's like, Did you going through something? And I'm not, I just, I just like the look. So I decided, so I said, you know, Nate, why don't I get clipping bangs? Why don't I try clipping bangs? She's like, that's a good idea. I went on Amazon to try to buy clipping fake bangs. And you know, I just know from ordering a Barbra Streisand wig that I returned and also a Liza Minnelli wig also that I returned. Um, it's just a waste of money. I mean, what am I doing? What am I doing? What do I mean, look, look what I'm doing with my life. Like, I mean, I love my life, but I mean, wigs are coming in the door now, synthetic wigs. I mean, come on. Uh, what, to play dress up? Come on. Um, so I, I returned the wigs because they were synthetic and they were awful. So I just knew the 1699 synthetic clip and bangs was going to be equally horrific. Um, they did sell human hair bangs, but then I get into the whole vortex of, but whose hair is this? You know, like, is this like a dead person's hair? Is this person, did they, do they didn't donate their hair to like locks of love. I think that actually goes to chemo patients, but nobody's donating their hair to, to some nice charitable cause. And then it winds up on Amazon for $19.99. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is, this is, this is like probably hair that came from a crime scene. I, I don't think I want that hair, you know? So I, I was in the garment district the other day and I'm stopping uh, by 
Uh, I, well, I'm stopping by. What am I saying? I'm in the garment district the other day because I had to go to a doctor for my uh, my car accident because, God forbid, Geico gave me the money. Can you imagine? It's been three months since I had a car accident at the end of the last year. I, I, I'm fine. Concussion. Memories. Who needs them? Overrated. But anyway, I, I had... A, I got the car accident, and I still didn't get this goddamn money from, from Geico Insurance, which I'm changing, by the way. And I, if they're listening, sorry for you, uh, but they won't let me cancel my insurance until I turn in the plates. So I got to do that. They won't pay me out on the car until I have the appropriate, my appropriate address on the title of the car um, because I had moved when I got the car like 10 years ago, so they haven't given me the money. And now on top of and, and it takes like weeks to change a title. And then on top of that, they won't give me money until I get, like, some physical. So I had to go to the garment district to get a physical from some doctor, Fugazi doctor office. I mean, listen, I, the doctor was very nice, and the office was clean and fine, but I have to go to the garment district. I'm on, like, the fourth floor of, like, a like a, like a a button manufacturer going to the, de- the doctor. Anyway, after I left, I saw right next door there was a wig store, so I went in. And I said, oh, you got clipping bangs? And they, they didn't sell them, so I, I didn't buy the clipping bangs yet. But that, 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 that's... You know, that's a good workaround. Why chop your hair and then um, and then you're stuck with it? Just get the clippings. And besides, I'm, I've been auditioning for some roles. Not actively auditioning at all, but I shouldn't say that. Um, I shouldn't actually say even auditioning. People in stand-up comedy, as you can imagine... Um, they're very creative and some people, and I'm a, a comic. I mean, that's it. I'm a comic, but I have friends that, uh, are actors and, 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 and screenplay writers and all this stuff. And, and lately, knock on wood, cause it's good luck. They, they, some people that write parts for Italian girls or if there's Italian women in their screenplays or their scripts, they ask me, Hey, you want to play the role? And, uh, and of course, you know, if I read it and I like it, I say, yes, I'm, it's it's so fun. Like I like to read at night, you know, and it's so fun uh, in night in the night, you know, instead of reading a book or whatever. Like I get to read the screenplay. Like some people are like, oh my god, this much take up so much of your time. It doesn't. Somebody gives me a hundred and thirty page screenplay. I, you know, it's I read it in a night. You know, it's an easy thing. It's it's like you know ten words on a page, and the stories are are always really fun. And the roles for the women the woman that I would play, uh, it's like my real life personality. So, you know, or a, a, a piece of it. So it's, it's not, it, I don't want to say it's not hard work because it would be when we get into filming and all that, but it's fun. Um, and, and it, it's not such a big divergence from who I am. So anyway, so I get to do, uh, this kind of stuff and I, um, and, and my girlfriend's like, you know, one of my girlfriends was like, you can't, you, you it's going to hinder any kind of thing that anybody wants you to play if all of a sudden you show up with the bangs. And I'm like, right. Good point. Good point. Uh. Which is why all the celebrities, they wear the wigs. They wear the wigs because they can't afford to, to you know, Kim Kardashian can't afford just to chop her hair off. What all of, what if all of a sudden Christian Dior calls her and says, we want you to be the spokesperson for our new makeup or hairline and we need your hair down to your ass and then she had just you know chopped it off to her shoulders and dyed it blue then all of a sudden there she goes she's out her 10 million dollars or whatever ridiculous amount of money anyway mm. so I guess since we're talking about the tv thing we should do our tv talk for the day um Pam and Tommy on Hulu really good didn't know what an asshole okay Tommy Lee is uh you know drummer for Motley Crue amazing drummer Motley Crue, Crue, so good, but oh my God, if he's anything, if, it, if it's anything like what he, 
what the, in the show, if the, the show is true, I only seen, see, have seen the first three episodes. I'm horrified. He's he's adores Pam, and he's the life of the party, and everyone loves him, and he's so talented in the whole bit. But the way he's treating the people doing construction in his house, or his house for him and uh, Pam, is horrible. But you'll watch it. It's good. Uh, the Tinder Swindler. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. You need to watch The Tinder Swindler on Netflix, like, tonight. Like, the second, you just need to watch it. Because someone, okay, so I saw a meme on the inter, the interwebs, and I sent it to, also, Denise. And it was just a picture of this fancy-looking guy sitting in, like, a, a plane or a private jet. And it's, it was some funny caption, I don't know. So I sent it to her. And she writes back, oh, my God, did you watch the movie? And I said, no. And, I, you know, and she tells me, oh, watch it. It's, it's crazy. So that night I watched the Tinder Swindler, and it's about, you know, the app Tinder. And I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts here. But, it's, uh, but you know, it's basically about, the, you know, the girls and guys. We all go on these apps to date or meet people. And uh, a bunch of girls met this one guy, and the title kind of gives it away. He basically swindles them out of stuff. Um, and, uh, he's seemingly, you know, normal, uh, seemingly has this, well, normal, extravagant life. And, uh, and, and you just can't believe the things that he asked these girls to do and the things that they say yes to. And we all know that we're blind in love and we're stupid in love and stuff, but I mean, come on. Wait till you see it. Just, just you wait. But victim, this victim shit can happen to anybody. I did a video about it online. It was funny. It did. It, it, it went viral on uh, on uh, TikTok, which was fun. But, um, but uh, you know, and one woman wrote, "You're a horrible person. You have no class, and 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 you're making fun of these poor girls, and they're victimized." And it's like, okay, first of all, relax. Don't get your panties in a twist. It's a comedic video because I am a comedian, but. Uh, it is sad because people do get victimized, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Do they not talk to their family or their friends? You know, I mean, do they just keep everything in a vacuum, these people? Because surely someone in their life has to say, you know what? I think this guy might be taking you for a little joy ride. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, the other <clears throat> show that I started watching, excuse me, also, in the same vein of Swindlers, is uh, Inventing Anna. I'm only on the first episode, so I don't want to talk about it too much. I'll talk about it after I'm done what, with the show. But it's about, it's a real story, and you could read the, the, the article. In uh, A few years ago, in New York, or years, or I don't know, maybe five, ten years ago, in New York Magazine, Anna, I think it's a, is it, who is it? Something Pressler, Jessica Pressler, Anna Pressler. I don't know, one of the writers at New York Magazine wrote an article about a girl uh, in Manhattan that went around saying she's, you know, comes from all this money and she's this big socialite and she she mingles with all the socialites and the CEOs and all these philanthropic, fabulous society people of New York, all the names you would see in the social register. And, um, and she just blends in with them and tells them, I guess, what is our stories. And and this is, and they made, and it was an article and it, you know, everybody read it and, and now they made the show about it. So I'm only on the first episode, but it is so good. Uh, inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. 
dying to go on a vacation. I'm so, I'm, I gotta be honest with you. I am absolutely dying to go on a vacation, like a proper vacation. You know, I, I, I've been, I've took the girls to, um, Long Island last year a few times. I, you know, we went to Montauk, went to East Hampton. I took them to Florida. My mom has a place in Naples, but I mean like a proper five, seven day vacation in the islands. And I'm looking, I don't even want to go on. And you know, I was supposed to go to Italy at Christmas, but I canceled that. Um, that would have been nice, but that would have also been not so relaxing. I just want to go somewhere, drop my bags, put on a bathing suit, lay on a chair on the beach and have somebody bring me stuff. I just feel like I need that. I haven't gone on that kind of vacation since 2018, if you could believe it. And it's the it, it's it's everything. I started a new job. It's the it was the pandemic. It was the homeschooling. Every, it was just cra- It's been crazy. So I spent some time looking, you know, places to go. I know a lot of the hotels. If you have any recommendations, by the way, please message me. I'm what I'm looking for is something that's all inclusive, and I'll tell you why. All inclusive and just in a beautiful location on the beach. I want to stay on the beach. Like I want to look out my window and see the ocean uh, or know that I could go downstairs or wherever. And it's going to be right outside the door. Um, I want all inclusive, not because I think the food is so fabulous at these places. I just, I I don't want to do anything. I I don't want to have anything to think about. And, um, and, but here's the thing. I started looking up vacations and the COVID requirements of these places, it just stresses me out. Like I, 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 I get it. Like, you know, if you listen, if you book a vacation to Aruba, St. Lucia or St. John, whatever, like you get there and you got to get a PCR test three days within landing. Like I'm sure once you're there, you know, it's just something that you do. They, 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 the hotels and the resorts, they probably have it, make it easy for you but I just want to go on a vacation and like not have to deal with stuff. Like I want to run away, but there's no way to run away too, you know? And, uh, you know, I thought about like, oh, I'll, maybe I'll just go to Florida, you know, back to Naples or, you know, maybe even South Beach, but I don't want to go and get to get a car and deal with all that shit. I don't know. <sighs> years ago, I went to Costa Rica. I've been to a lot of places, but years ago, I went to Costa Rica so I had this thought in my head, oh, maybe I'll go back to Costa Rica. Instead of a beach holiday, I'll just have a rainforest holiday. I'll just, you know, stay in a rainforest and wake up to the monkeys at the door, you know? And he, I maybe, and I'll just relax like that, get massages and, you know. And I will, I'll, I, the place I stayed at years ago is still around and it was so great. Um, you should check it out. It's called Rancho Pacifico. Rancho Pacifico. Um it was fabulous. You stay in these uh, tree houses and there are these open air tree houses and there's screens. And when you wake up, literally the monkeys of the Costa Rican rainforest are there and all kinds of animals. It's like, it's, it, you can't even believe where you are. You can't even believe what, where you're staying. And it was absolutely wonderful. And uh, it's still around. And there's some other places like that, that I saw a place, uh, called Oxygen Villas, another place called Nyara. Uh, we're walking for a second, by the way. I'm picking my equipment up. I have to walk because I need to get my charger. And um, so those places, they're around. I thought about that, but then, you know what? I would have an amazing time in Costa Rica, me and the monkeys. And then I would probably come home and say, oh, I'm ready for a beach vacation. So I'm not doing that. 
But I am looking for all-inclusive beach. Let me know. Let me know. Um, I had my first show at Slattery's Midtown Pub in New York. If you are in New York and you were there, oh my God, you some of you were there. Maria, you were there. There was another Maria. There was lots of Marias, a lot of Marias. Uh, you know, so um, if you were there, oh my God, thank you for coming. But uh, I had the show in um, at a pub in New York called Slattery's. Uh, they have an upstairs, and they are letting me put together a weekly comedy show and it, it uh, Friday nights, and it's so fun. It, it was great. The first show was great. You learn a lot of things when you're putting together a comedy show. You know, like the, it needs more lighting. Uh, the tables need to be, you know, uh, more spaced out and just stuff like that. I really don't have any interest in producing a show. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to get the flyers out and make sure people are seated and they got their tickets and they're paying at the door. And then all of a sudden you put in, oh, and you put in together the lineup of comics and then... Bam! You gotta go perform. It's like, for the first minute of my set, I was like in my head like, uh, what am I doing? Because I had all these other things, whatever, right? So, it's difficult, but it will get easier, and it's fun, and it's a nice place uh, for comics um, and myself to work out. And some of the comics, Jason Salmon, uh, that was there, uh, he, I think he went up second or third. He's a, a regular at the Comedy Cellar, which is, you know, one of the best clubs um, in the country, and um, Olga Namer, she was there, she's funny, she's a, an Orthodox Jewish girl from Brooklyn, one of my good friends, uh, she was on the lineup, uh, she's not at the cellar, but she's around in other clubs, her and I are actually doing a show at the end of March, so stay tuned for that, um, not at Slattery's, we're doing it at a club, uh, and I'll tell you more details when I have them, but the date is March 30th, um, but yeah, I mean, so it was great. Great comics on the lineup. Got to gotta work out a few things, but it was fun. Thank you for anybody that came. How was your Valentine's Day? Did you get anything good? I don't usually like, I'm not crazy about Valentine's Day because I really don't like price fix menus, you know? Like, why am I going to go to your restaurant and you're going to charge $50 and you're going to give me four options on the menu and I'm, they're all going to probably be smaller than your regular menu, smaller size portions than your regular menu. I don't even know if they're going to taste that great. And ah, I know that sounds so like misanthropic, right? I, it's not, I'm not misanthropic. I just, I just want to go to the res a restaurant and just have a regular menu and just wear whatever the hell I want. Valentine's Day, it's just too much. It's too much, but I, I did go out a couple days before Valentine's Day. I didn't want to go anywhere, like, I didn't want to go anywhere, like, super fancy, you know? I, but I did go to one of my favorite restaurants on the Upper East Side, Match 65. It is a very nice restaurant. It's a French bistro. It's on 65th and Madison. It's on the side street. It's it's one of the best French restaurants in the city, in my opinion. It, it's, it, the vibe is great. The food is delicious. I had uh, 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 steak frites, you know, like skirt steak with French fries. Um, I, 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 that's just what I wanted. You know, I had a piece of chocolate cake for dessert because, you know, I really only like to eat dessert. And, uh, you know, it, it was and it was great. It was great. It was great. Uh, my boyfriend, he bought me a, a pretty necklace that was very nice of him, a gold necklace. Um, to be honest, you know, between me and you very difficult to get guys like 
to understand your style, you know? I like it. I like I like it. I like it. I like Listen, I really I got to video the podcast. I I got to What am I doing not videoing the podcast? I got to I got to do it. Anyway, I like it. I do. I like the necklace. It's very nice. And it it actually looks beautiful on. It's one of the it's a short kind of necklace. Like, you know, it's not long, and it, it lays flat nice, like, on, on my neck, and um, and it's very, like, light. Not cheap gold light, like, not, like, hollow gold light. Like, it just feels light on my neck. You know, sometimes those necklaces that are short and they lay on your neck, like, they don't dangle or they don't have a pendant. Sometimes they feel like they're choking you. This doesn't feel like it's choking me. It's just that, like, I probably would have picked something a little different. I didn't have the heart to tell him. I'll never tell him. I mean, he probably knows. Well, now, listen, if, now he knows, and it's fine. I love it, but here's the thing. I think I I made a big effing fuss about him having a jeweler, you know, like saying, you got to get a jeweler. You got to get a jeweler. I, 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 can't, I can't handle anyone paying full price. Not that he was buying me jewelry at this time, but I said, you got to get a jeweler. So he got a jeweler. And the thing is, I don't know where he got this jeweler from. You know what I'm saying? The stuff, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. But I don't know. I got better jewelers. You know what? He needs a jeweler in Long Island. If you have one, any of the Long Island ladies listening, do me a favor. Like, just, like, send me a number. Not somebody that's so crazy expensive. You know, like, like they could do lots of different things, you know? But he's got this jeweler, and she's... I'm sure she's a lovely lady, but he's always telling me she has all this, the fake, you know, she makes it, the, she makes like the 14 karat gold with the diamonds, all the fake knockoff stuff. Oh, she makes the Cartier bracelets, <clears throat> the Tiffany key necklace, the Van Cleef, you know, clover, you know, and I don't want that. If I wanted a Van Cleef clover, I'd go to Van Cleef and buy it, you know? I mean, well, I wouldn't, but like, you know what I'm saying. If I wanted a Tiffany Key necklace, I would go and get it. I don't want it. I I just want something nice. I like yellow gold. And I feel like sometimes these jewelers, they do more in the white gold, you know? Uh, I like yellow gold because, you know, I just do. I've always liked yellow gold. I think, you know, where the yellow gold came from? I did. I used to do white. But I, I'm not, like, really a silver person. I'm more like a gold girl, you know? Like, like my house got a lot of gold leaf around. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when I lived in Italy, when I was, like, young, 19, I, um, I remember I was in the south of Italy. I was in Sorrento and Capri, and I was on the beach, and I saw all the Italian women. They were so fabulous, fabulous women sitting out in their beach chairs with their big families, you know, and their big giant loaf of Italian bread, just just bathing in the Mediterranean. And they all had their, these gold jewelry on, you know, so Italian. Yellow necklaces, watches, yellow gold, you know, bracelets, the rings. I loved it. I just, I remember, like, loving it, you know, like the yellow gold you know, uh, against the glistening tan skin, the Mediterranean, the family, all the noises. It was just like it was a vibe. You know what I'm saying? I loved the vibe. And I remember at that point being like, I love yellow gold. And I had yellow gold stuff from when I was young. But so anyway, my point is, is that he he needs a new jeweler and my guy, Tommy Raz, is in New Jersey. And I don't think that he's going to drive all the way to Raz should he want to get me something? 
So he needs something in an area where he is, which is Long Island a lot, or in Manhattan. Otherwise, I'm just told him, go to, go to Bloomingdale's, okay? Go to Bloomingdale's. <sighs> I know, like how, I mean, like, look, I'm not complaining at all. It's very lovely. I just like what I like, you know? I mean, I want to, like, enjoy the things that I have. I do. I really do. Anyway, Central Park sent me an email <laughs> saying that for Valentine's Day, you can name a cockroach. Can you imagine? And you could get it printed on an official gift certificate and they'd mail it to you for Valentine's Day. In time for Valentine's Day with free shipping. Name a cockroach. If my boyfriend got me a cockroach named after me, I would have thrown it back in his face. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. One thing I want to tell you is I read an article that was so funny, uh, not ha-ha funny, like interesting, making me think funny, um, on Vox, Vox.com, and it was called Comedy's Existential Crisis, and it was about should comedy be funny, and I thought that was so interesting. It was about stand-up comedy and how some comedy is just, you're supposed to watch it and just be taken away into another world. Uh, you know, the, that person's point of view and just, you know, like let your worries melt away for the day and laugh. And then other comics that were, and other, but other comics feel that they need to talk to you, like almost give you like a TED talk and, and see the way of, that they think about the world in that kind of way. And in this article, Whitney Cummings, she, she had this quote, which I thought was interesting. And she said, um, comedians did not sign up to be your hero. And she wrote that really in response to the Joe Rogan situation. Uh, but she also wrote, as comedians, it's our job to be irreverent and dangerous, to question authority and take you through a spooky mental haunted house so you can arrive at your own conclusions. And she says, stay focused on people we pay taxes to, to be our moral leaders, right? So she's basically saying, like, comedians can have any uh, opinions and thoughts and whatever they want and leave them alone, and that's who they are. But, um, and I agree with that. But in terms of, uh, you know, comedians, our job is to be irreverent and dangerous. I don't really know if she means that in the literal sense. I think that she just means maybe to, you know, be funny about it, but... I don't know. The article goes on to talk about how comedy today is uh, almost more like this TED Talk. And, we're, and, and, and comedians are almost like educators. And here's the thing. Maybe that's the trend, but that's not what I do. My version of comedy and my take on the article, and you should read it. It's called, like I said, Vox.com, Comedy's Existential Crisis. My... my, my thought on comedy is like, this is who I am. This is my life. I, it makes me laugh. It seemed, pe other people seem to find it humorous. So I'm just going to be, go on stage and tell you all about it. And there, yes, there might be topical things that I'll talk about, like, but it's like the Tinder swindler, or maybe it's the fact that every time I go to Target, all the shirts in there are half shirts, or what's with the chunky white sneakers or high-waisted jeans. I mean, it's like, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking, light, so, you know, kind of womanly, fun, relatable. Like, I don't, for me, relatable to me, I don't like to go and sit in a comedy club and hear people preach to me or talk politics to me. I, for me, that's just not what I find funny. 
I want to hear about how girls, they're not getting their nails done and going on first dates. I, not because, and not because I don't understand the other stuff. Not because I'm not interested in the politics or the hot button issues or gender norms and all this stuff. It's not because I'm not interested in that. I just, when I watch comedy, or the comedy that I like, I just want to have my worries taken away. I don't want to go and 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 have my mind ignited um, with hot button uh, topical ideas and 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 issues right now. That's not what I want to do. If I want to do that, I'll read the newspaper. I'll watch a TED talk. I'll watch a documentary. But but for comedy, I just want to laugh. That's just it. I loved Roseanne Barr in in the 80s. She goes on stage, I'm a boring housewife and I never get to do anything and I never get to go anywhere. I loved her. I loved, I like Richard Lewis. He gets on stage and, you know, he's like, oh my God, and I I, I touched the pole at the subway and I'm dying and I'm freaking out and he's a hypochondriac. I like that. I like it. That's my take on it. Anyway, a couple of things I want to tell you uh, some, uh, before we go. One is... I was also reading a, a great article about how women over 50, I, and I'm not over 50, but women over 50 don't get a lot of airtime on TV, you know, and that's one of the reasons why, obviously, the new Sex and the City reboot is so popular, because not just be, because some of the stuff is so painful to watch, um, but not because, um, you know, the, the writing is A, uh, this season, uh, or on the reboot, or a, it's because... These women, we, they're not represented properly. Over 50 women, you don't really see them around. Like, what, well, we have the, the Golden Girls. We have, you know, there were some shows, but there's not really a lot of that stuff. So there was an article about giving love to more of the over 50, and particularly over 50 style. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm not this age, but if I, when, if, if and when I'm lucky enough to turn 50 one day, I would cry if all of a sudden the world forgot about me and I should just walk around unstylish. So there's this woman in the start of the pandemic. She was quoted in an article and I checked her out and you'll love her. Her name is Carla Rockmore. Check her out on Instagram, Carla Rockmore. And she's a lady. I don't know where she lives. I actually think she lives in Texas from what I saw from her post. She's over 50 and she just has like a lot of cool clothes and a really cool style. And her whole Instagram is just like, her modeling her clothes and putting together outfits and just like talking and she's cool. She's just like an a cool older lady. If that, if you even could say fifty years older, and it got me thinking after I read this article. There's another woman that I love on Instagram and TikTok, and she's also over fifty. And I've been following her for a while now, and she's like my style icon. She's Italian. This this lady, you got to check her out. Her name is Simona. Bertolato, and uh, she lives in Italy. I don't know who she is. I don't know what she is. I don't know who she is. I don't even know how I found her. I like clicked and clicked and clicked. And one day, like a year ago, I just wound up on this lady's page and I was like, oh my God, she has the coolest style. I don't know if she's a fashion designer or a stylist. Her name is Simona Bertolato. Her her handle is Sissioto Style. S-I-S-S-I-O-T-T-O Style. Sissioto Style. Look her up on Instagram. This lady, to me, my it's really like my taste. She has the coolest style. Big pants, chunky shoes, nice stilettos, big cool glasses, big bracelets. I love big, big things. And um, I've been following her, and I only really dawned on me 
uh, the other day when I read the Over 50 Style article, and I, I heard about this Carla Rockmore, that I was like, oh my God, I have a style icon that I love on the internet. I don't know this girl, this, uh, uh, this Simona. I wish I did, because she's just super cool. But I feel like whatever she does is probably cool. You know, I like want to know more about her life. She's probably just cool. Anyway, okay. Product of the day. Last week I was talking about um, AliExpress and some of that stuff I found. And so in sticking with the theme, there is a jewelry brand on AliExpress. I, well, it's not a brand. It's just, you know, it's one of these manufacturers. The brand, the company is, oh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Ovas? It's O-E-V-A-S. If you go on AliExpress, Download the app, AliExpress, and you type in O-E-V-A-S. They are, they sell all the moisty you could want. Moistenite. I'm probably saying it wrong. My sister's like, that's not how you pronounce moistenite. I'm like, all right, well, when I get to a jeweler, I'll ask them how to say moistenite. Um, and if somebody wants to send me a phonetic pronunciation, that's fine. I'll take that too. But that's the brand, O-E-V-A-S, and they make these uh, moistenite studs for $30, and they get so many reviews, and I ordered them. They didn't come yet. They're like, I don't know, half a carat or one carat. I think they're one carat moissanite studs. And um, I don't want to wear my jewelry out anymore uh, after I just went on a whole rant about my boyfriend finding a jeweler. I, I, I love jewelry. I love to wear it, but the city is horrible. I've told, I said this, like, I've been saying this, you know. Listen, it doesn't matter whether you're wearing real shit or fake shit. If somebody wants to attack you and they think that you have money because you have jewelry on, they're not going to get out their jeweler's loop and say, oh, this isn't a diamond. Let me pass and go on to the next one. No. But when I say out, I mean like whether even if I'm on stage or even if I'm at a party, like right now, I just don't really feel comfortable wearing my stuff. So I'm like, let me let me get um, some some of the moisty. So I got the, 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 the ordered the earrings. They didn't come. I'm super excited, though, for them to come, and I can't wait because if it, if they're anything like the reviews, ooh, they're going to be so sparkly, and they're going to look so real. Uh, so, yeah, $30, one carat, moisty studs. And the other thing that I got on uh, AliExpress, not for uh, adults, but if you have children or like to get little kids little tchotchkes, they arrived, and they were great. I bought the kids a bunch of sunglasses, really cool sunglasses, for 89 cents. Can you die? They were like, one, a few pairs were 89 cents, and some pairs were like $1.50 on AliExpress. And the, the brand is Focus Norm, F-O-C-U-S-N-O-R-M. They, it's a store. It's like a children's store. They have clothes and sunglasses and accessories. I bought the girls some sunglasses. I'm going to buy them a couple little outfits from this Focus Norm I'm sure the quality is horrific because all the outfits are like $4, but it's okay because, you know, it's $4. I'll buy two outfits, see how the quality is, and if it's good, I'll order more, and if it's not, fine. My kids, you know, they're getting older. They, they're they like, Mommy, we want, like, cool stuff. Like, stop buying us baby clothes. So that's that. Those are my products of the day. I love talking to you, and tonight, because it, it, it's, it's Thursday, and I'm off of work today, and tonight I am going to be uh, at... Um, the Parks Casino in Philadelphia with Nikki Smigs. I'm so excited. I'm going to be doing an hour, uh, 50 minutes of stand-up. Uh, it's just me. It's just him. And we are going to have so much fun. Parks Casino gets a lot of uh, big acts out there. You know, it's a big place out, right outside of Philly. It's in Ben Salem. So if you're listening to this and you want to come out tonight, you're more than welcome. I'm also going to be in, in Pennsylvania again on February 19th. 
I'm going to be with Mike Marino at the Raz Room in New Hope, Pennsylvania. And But in between those things, I'll be at Slattery's on Friday in New York. I have uh, a show coming up um, at a club on March 30th where it's going to be just me and my friend Olga. It's going to be really good girls' night out. Uh, it's during the week. It's like on a Wednesday, which kind of sucks. But, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And, uh, and I'm around. I'm around. And I have exciting stuff to tell you about this documentary that I'm um, – I've been working on, but we'll save that for another time. I'm always excited to talk to you, and I'm always even more excited that you're listening. I'm Elise DeLucci. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok and all that kind of stuff. And our quote of the day today is by Richard Bach, and it says, to bring anything into your life, imagine that it's already there. I love that. Manifestation, baby. I will talk to you next time. Have a great week. Mwah.